fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, enough of that preseason garbage. We are ready for the regular season. We are less than one week away. And a very happy Friday to you here. On August 31st, Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath on Fantasy Football Today. So glad that you've been along with us for the ride here during the preseason. We're ready to uh, pretty soon start talking about week one, but a lot of draft prep for you. Busy weekend of drafting. All right, fellas, what's going on? Uh, did, did anything impactful happen last night? Geronimo! <laughs> All right, there you go. There's that. He had a 31-yard touchdown catch. I hate seeing good players play in the fourth preseason game. A lot Why was people, Michael Gallup out there? I can't answer for a, that. Like, deep into the game, too. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people are going to have 31-yard touchdown catches against the Chiefs this year, that's for sure. And I looked at the schedules last night, tried to find some interesting stuff. Alex Collins, three of his first four games were against are against three of the five worst teams against running backs last year, so that's good, although I don't think Cincinnati's really going to be that bad, but he's got a nice schedule. I'm already planning on making a week three trade, guys, so just be ready, because Melvin Gordon is going to get off to an amazing start. He's got the Chiefs and the Bills in weeks one and two, and, you know, without Travis Frederick at center, it, at center, it might be possible that Ezekiel Elliott struggles at Carolina at home against the Giants in weeks one and two. So just get ready. If you own Ezekiel Elliott, I'm going to be offering, beginning in week three, my Melvin Gordon for your Ezekiel Elliott. Just want to give Melvin you Melvin Gordon's up. still the greatest sell high of all time. <laughs> Even uh, after week two, he might be, because he's going to be the number one running back in fantasy for the first two weeks. There's my bold prediction. we got schedule stuff. we got Heath's analysis of ADP on other websites. So if you're drafting on Yahoo or ESPN this weekend, um, we're going to have some good stuff for you. My brother did a draft on Yahoo yesterday. And look, I'm not saying they're wrong. Just saying that it, we don't, it's, you know, a little different than the way we see it. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was so low in the rankings, he was able to get him about 40th overall. So, um, those are the types of things you can take advantage of if you believe in us. Did anything important happen yesterday other than Geronimo? Anything we need to talk about from preseason week four? Little things here and there, but I don't think I'm moving anybody up or down in my rankings based on Thursday night. I was a little bit shook, and I asked Dave about it, and Dave didn't care. So if Jamie doesn't care and Adam doesn't care— I do have an answer for this. Then maybe I'll feel better. I was a little shook seeing Jonathan Williams getting fourth quarter carries in the fourth preseason game. Yeah, I I wouldn't read anything into that with—he's got a four-game season. He looked good, by the way, running against a bunch of backups. Oh, I hope so. Guys that are going to be out of a— Football job in a couple of days. Uh, Shane Vereen got hurt in the game, and that opened. The, they the needed Boston somebody Scott to play. was still there, right? They they were mixing and matching. And Scott had a nice run too. Trey Edmonds was still there. Saints run game might be something there this year. Uh, Nick Chubb will be good if Carlos Hyde gets hurt. Ronald Jones will not be good if anybody gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, maybe if the entire opposing it. defense gets hurt. You no, know, that that's fair point. <laughs> He'd probably just run into. I don't know. Like, then he might get, just bump into his lineman. Then he'll get 15 carries for 14 yards. He just does not look like the same guy from Southern Cal. It is ridiculous with what's going on with him. It's a bad preseason for Ronald Jones. Ten carries for four yards. You, I mean, you have to try to do something that bad. Yeah, it's really. But it bad. was Jacksonville. It, the backups. <laughs> Um, I actually think that, uh, it, I don't know that we should get off on this tangent, but I'll just say, I think Kalen Balaj looks pretty good. I think if Kenya Drake gets hurt, I really don't care about Frank Gore. I think Kalen Balaj could, you don't have to draft him. I'm just saying, uh, looks like a good player. I think they had a nice you know draft what? pick. Nice draft Spoil- pick for the Dolphins. Spoiler alert. 
my deep sleeper for every team comes out, and Kalen Balaj is the Dolphins' deep sleeper. Okay, uh, anything else? Aaron Jones had nine carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. And you know what? It's it's a pretty tough first two weeks for uh, Jamal Williams with the Bears, who actually allowed the six fewest fantasy points to running backs, and then the Vikings. I can see they're playing. They're playing home in a primetime game. I don't think it's going to be tough for Jamal Williams this week. Really? Oh, against the nope. Bears. Okay, the Vikings would be. Um... Vikings going to be tough. But okay. I mean, look, if there if there if there is an opportunity for Jamal Williams to have a great game, it's Week One against Chicago. And and are both linebackers going to play? Roquan, I think, is going to have a good chance of playing. Trevathan, I don't know. He's in my top fifteen running backs for Week One. Yeah, top ten for me. Yep, top twelve for me. All right. And, uh, yeah, that's, there's not much from yesterday, which is good. We didn't want any big injuries or anything like that. So, uh, we got not that, not that many news items either, although the Cowboys did trade for an offensive lineman and we have a Patriots note. Just want to f- promote a few things. We've got this awesome contest on FanDuel. So if you missed out on the podcast leagues and you want to compete against us, you can do it every single week on FanDuel. Uh, over a thousand people can enter. So fanduel.com slash FFT. That's where you want to go. Fanduel.com slash FFT is five dollars every week. First place gets five hundred bucks and there are more payouts. Fanduel.com slash FFT. It's open now for week one, so come join us. Uh, we've got this new thing, the best available feature on CBS Sports. If you go to your league and you look at free agents, they've got the best available at each position. Very cool feature. Uh, we've got Ion Fantasy Football, our radio show on Saturday nights from 10 p.m. Eastern until midnight on CBS Sports Radio. There is a CBS Sports Radio channel on Sirius. You can listen on your local affiliate. You can listen online, but it's 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Saturday nights. Uh, we got a mailbag show that we're going to air on Saturday. Heath and I are recording that this afternoon. We're going to air it on Saturday. So if you don't hear your emails today, there's a chance you're going to be on uh, tomorrow's show on the mailbag. Watch Fantasy Football today, live noon Eastern. On CBSSports.com, on CBS Sports HQ, Fantasy Football Today, live noon Eastern and 10 a.m. Eastern uh, until 1 p.m. on uh, Sundays. And we've got this telethon on Monday on Labor Day if you need some last-minute draft tips. Guys, give me the rundown on the times for the telethon if you wouldn't mind. 3 p.m. till 10 p.m. Eastern time wow. on Monday. So literally no excuse for you to... Drop a dime, call up your buds, and ask us a question or two. And you have to watch all seven hours. Or else. <laughs> and we're we're at we're in multiple places. Where are you guys going to be, Adam and Heath? Oh, we will be Heath. at Buffalo Wild Wings in Coral Springs. Yes, come out. You come by and see us. And uh, thankfully, we're only there for three hours, so we're the part timers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, lucky you. Um, I get to go to Stanford, Connecticut, and and do all seven hours from there. I can't. Can't it's wait. our brand new uh, CBS Sports HQ set. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, it's going to be fun to see how it looks. And, um, it's the debut of that it'll set. It'll be the debut so of the set. That's going to be pretty. And uh, it'll be fun. That'll, that That's where uh, uh, Nick Costos, Pete Persco, and I will be uh, anchoring the show from. And then, Dave, you got uh, all, all the- I, I'm not spilling the beans. Don't say a word. Oh, okay. You're oh. just going to have to tune in on Monday and see. Well, man, they might be more likely to tune in if they knew. Uh, you're going to want to tune in. All right. Well, also come there, There's some the stuff about Dave that Dave breaks. does not even know. Oh, fun. All right, we're looking forward to that. That's the telethon. It's on Monday. Let's move on. Rex Burkhead, more likely than Sony Michelle to be ready for week one, according to The Athletic. They've got Houston. Uh, Buffalo has not decided on a quarterback, and the Cowboys did trade for some depth on their offensive line, making a trade with the Chiefs. Does this matter, this trade? No. Okay, good stuff. No, I mean, it, it impacts everything in fantasy. Oh. Todd Gurley, 
is impacted. No, not for some. Okay. Uh, Heath, what do we got in terms of values, good and bad, on other websites? A couple things. First off, I think that everybody's more closely aligned this year than in the past, which is kind of scary. But on it, we'll start with ESPN, which is full PPR scoring. I don't think all their leagues are, but a vast, vast majority are. And LaShawn McCoy is definitely a problem over on ESPN. 22nd overall. Uh, no, you're not getting LaShawn McCoy in your team if you draft on ESPN. Just cross him off. Don't draft him. You're good. Randall Cobb and Duke Johnson are both going in the early seventh round. I would pass on them as well. Carson Wentz, the number six quarterback. I believe this is the only site where he's still in the top six quarterbacks. So you're not getting Carson Wentz either. The undervalued guys, which is more fun. You've got Marlon Mack at pick 136. 13th round. Ooh. Wow. You've got Kenny Stills is even lower than he is on CBS in the 11th round. You've got Bilal Powell at pick 172 and John Brown at 187. Now we do have to work on your math a little bit because Marlon Mack is actually in the 12th round in a 12-team league. 12th round. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Kenny Stills, Marlon Mack. John Brown, Bilal Powell. Like, who drafts Bilal Powell? People need to draft Bilal Powell. And he's just, he's out there. 172nd overall. That's free. You're getting him for free. Yeah, that's great. Alright, so to recap, the overdrafted on ESPN, LaShawn McCoy in round two, Randall Cobb and Duke Johnson in the 70s, Carson Wentz, the sixth quarterback off the board, the underdrafted, Kenny Stills, John Brown, Marlon Mack, and Bilal Powell. Good stuff. The thing I noticed on Yahoo, which is half PPR is their standard format, the tight ends, uh, if you want a tight end, you're going to have to go a little early because most of the tight ends are going earlier than they are on just about any other site. Jimmy Graham specifically is going in the fourth round. I'm very excited about Jimmy Graham. I'm more excited in non-PPR. In half PPR, I'd probably take him in a sixth. I'm, I'm probably not getting Jimmy Graham on Yahoo. Des Bryant still has a 10th round ADP on Yahoo. I think that's a waste of a 10th round pick. And I love Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's the ninth quarterback off the board on Yahoo, ahead of Big Ben, ahead of Luck, ahead of Rivers, ahead of Cousins. Mm, wow. I'm not getting Jimmy G on Yahoo. Who the heck, there is, who the heck are, is eight if, if like Cousins and Luck are – I I don't have wow. that pulled up, so I'm you're sorry. asking I'm question. Sorry. I was asking rhetorically. Yes, that was – I don't know rhetorically. There are a ton of undervalued <laughs> players. T.Y. Hilton, you mentioned, 36th overall. Alex Collins, 47th. Lamar Miller, 65th. Mark Ingram, which I know there is at least one Yahoo analyst who has been saying, don't draft Mark Ingram. Smart guy. Uh, well, don't draft him early. 70th overall. Yeah, it's a great time to get him. Mark Ing- or Royce Freeman, 72nd. Carlos Hyde, 100. Oh, boy. Wow. Jamal wow. Williams, 115. Wow. And on Yahoo, I mentioned that Jimmy G was ahead of Andrew Luck. That's because Andrew Luck is the 15th quarterback off the board on Yahoo Draft. I just, is there ADP like since April or something? I, I, I'm just wondering how much do we have to adjust? It's probably that they're all still this low, time but. of, but this time of year, the, a, a week or two ago, I, I would have totally understood that. But last week, Last weekend was the second biggest draft weekend of the year. I would guess there were as many drafts last weekend on most sites as there were from April through July combined. 
Yeah, I, so I, I think I can tell you last night my brother did the draft on Yahoo and T. Y. Hilton, who you mentioned, he took him like fortieth or forty first, and he took Andrew Luck in like the seventh round, late seventh round. The problem with ADP and specifically with all the mock drafts being factored into it is it becomes a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. Why would I take Kenny Stills in the eighth round? ADP says he'll be there in the tenth. So just nobody takes him until the tenth. Sure. Well, would you would do you think the eighth round is okay for Kenny Stills? Yeah, yeah, you do. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, well, Heath, uh, how do you how do you guys think di- Heath did on that segment? Fantastic. Great. Yeah. You know what I would say, Heath? What would you say? The Heath is on. Way to go! Thank, Thank you. you, Heath. Good stuff. And that there'll be a, an article about it on the website. Yes. Yes, it will be. Look for it late tonight. Okay, yeah, it's really, it's really useful stuff. It's very helpful. And if you're drafting on another website, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's okay. And like I said, doesn't mean these other websites are wrong. It's just if you'd like our advice, use our rankings while you draft on the other website and you'll be able to, uh, to find some real steals. We're right. Yeah, we're right, of course. <laughs> um, it is team name Tuesday real quick here on a, when, on a Friday. What day is today? On a Friday. How about this one? Uh, McKinnon me, uh, I'll do, I'll deliver it better. How about this one? McKinnon me, Smalls! McKinnon me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. No? Uh, random fantasy questions. Which running backs are worth handcuffing? Wait, that was the end of team yeah, that was it. Was Tuesday on a Friday? Somebody's, you were one and done? Somebody was. sent me a team yesterday that they wanted me to grade, and it was a great team. I think I gave them an A. But I would have given him an A just based on the team name. It was he came and he wins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that should be our team name. Yes. It, the, um, uh, yeah, so uh, how many running backs are worth handcuffing, guys? Le'Veon. And please say the handcuff. Le'Veon and Connor. Gordon and Eckler. I would do Ezekiel Elliott and Rod Smith. Is it Rod Smith, though? I think it's Rod Smith. I feel less confident in that one. Yeah, um, I, I can see them splitting like they did last year. Is that why you won't say Gurley and John Kelly? I can see that happening too, yeah, where they split. Dalvin and Murray. Dalvin and Murray, yep, for sure. Who who would you say is uh, Todd Gurley's handcuff? I would say it's John Kelly, but they could end up using multiple backs. Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Is that handcuffing or is no, that just trying no. to cover all the bases? Well, if, if you're afraid of the somebody else... Or if you're anticipating somebody else getting a good role if the, the guy in front of him goes down. I would say Chubb and, and Hyde. Did we say Hyde Hunt and, and Ware? And do we feel like Hunt and Ware is a, is a thing? Uh, I wonder if they would use multiple backs too yeah. if Hunt went down. Okay. Um, would you handcuff Christian McCaffrey with C.J. Anderson? You can. I don't think you can expect C.J. Anderson to put up numbers like McCaffrey can though. And I do apologize. That's, that's just one. Well, no, like, I mean that's that's not. I, I don't expect. I don't expect uh, anybody to put up numbers that these. No, not quite. But up. you want somebody that might be able to get seventy percent. A Jai Clement. Yeah. What about? The, I'm sorry if you said this. I may have missed it. Cook and Murray. We said it. Oh, that's okay. a good yeah. one. I said it. Yeah. yeah um, I, I think two of the the cheaper and better ones right now are Barber and Jones and Carson and Penny. I'm with you on both. Yep. And then I would say Matt Breida and, and Jarek McKinnon too. Yes. Yeah. How are we feeling? Oh, and G- Gio for sure. And, and Joe Mixon. Oh, uh, yeah. How are we feeling about the friendship strategy this year? There's, there's one that I absolutely love. It's Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. 
Yeah, that's I'm, not bad. I did that in my keeper draft yesterday. Very, very happy with that. A cheaper that one combo. that I like a lot is Crabtree and John Brown. Yep. Uh, depending on Randall Cobb's situation, you can get Cobb and Allison both late. Yeah, right. So is it like Adams and Cobb or Adams and Allison? I don't know that Adams going out helps Cobb much. It, it probably would help Allison, but I would think that's where the young guys would benefit because I think all three of those guys in terms of Adams, Cobb, and, and Allison will play a lot. I have uh, a league, uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I, I have a league. I was looking, we did waivers yesterday for a lot of our leagues, and I have Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard. And I believe Chris Godwin was available because we drafted in June. I like Godwin more than Shepard, but it was a bench spot. So I maybe stupidly, and I don't even know if I would have gotten Godwin with the waiver claim, but I decided to hang on to Shepard in case Beckham gets hurt instead of picking up Chris Godwin. Uh, what do you think about that philosophy? I actually wrote an article about your friendship strategy, and you never mentioned it, and I was really hurt. But <laughs> I don't particularly like that angle on it. That sounds more like just handcuffing a wide receiver to me. As opposed to the friendship strategy for me, I, what I thought was it was two lower end guys that one of them could become the one, number one and be awesome. So that was Dave's take on the friendship strategy. My original friendship strategy last year was taking Keenan Allen and Tyrell Williams. Um, it, I thought it was, I thought the original was Cooper and Crabtree. Uh, yeah. And you know, because at the time Crabtree was like a seventh round pick or something like that. But right. actually, I think it was based on Crabtree the year before saying if you, it, it was something I did the year before in 2016 with Cooper and Crabtree. Um, but, uh, last year my favorite one was Keenan Allen and Tyrell Williams. One was like a second round pick. One was like an eighth round pick. And the point was both of them had good value independently. Like you'd want to take them there. But if you combine the two, you are not guaranteeing, but hoping to guarantee yourself one great player. And if you have to cut Tyrell Williams, no big deal. Williams wasn't good at, wasn't good and that maybe helped contribute to Keenan Allen being awesome. Um, and if Keenan Allen had gotten hurt, the thought was Tyrell Williams would have stepped in and been great. So yeah, I mean, I think Sterling Shepard, you get him late, he could be just fine independently. And I think if, if Odell Beckham gets hurt, I do think Shepard would have a pretty big year. So that would qualify to me as a friendship strategy because it's not a pure handcuff. It's not like you're, you're never using Sterling Shepard. I think he's got value. But I, you know, but then again, like got, uh, I don't agree. You don't agree that Shepard has value? I don't think you're starting Sterling Shepard unless Beckham gets hurt. And I think you could start Godwin. Oh, yeah. Godwin I like better than Shepard for sure. Maybe that was stupid, but it's one way to look at it. Depends no, on but the I, I think, I think Adams and Allison is, is along the lines of what you're saying. Yeah, because you – yeah. And maybe now that his – you know, I, I don't want to make too much of a fourth preseason game, but maybe Cam Meredith if something happens to Michael Thomas. Uh, and final question here. Uh, do you say you're standing online or you're standing in line? In line. In line. Am I standing on a line? Wait. Kind of. Like I got wait, I waited online for something. Well, no, there's, there's, there could be a line on the floor that you're standing on. Like I have waited online for tickets to go on sale, <laughs> but I've, and I've been online on my phone while I was waiting in line at the store. Well, I used to I, chat I, uh, on America online. Yes. What's up, everybody? Dave, 24 slash M slash FL here. I, I, uh, I tweeted last night, online at grocery store, a young lady, probably in her 30s, is buying Werther's Originals, like six bags. Why? And uh, most of the comments were about either she was a teacher or she was bringing them to her grandmother or why did you say online? What are you doing? So I did a Twitter poll. Fill in the blank. I waited blank, blank at the store. 
Online is getting 8% of the vote. Inline is getting 92% of the vote. The most lopsided I, Twitter poll ever. I, my first reaction to that tweet was it's really creepy that Blue Apron is showing you other people's orders. Oh, because I never leave the house? Well, and you were online shopping for groceries. Ah, I gotcha. Well, we don't have a Blue Apron read today, but we do have an Indochino read today. And Indochino, baby, I love my Indochino suit. I'm actually a little disappointed that the telethon is not a little dressier for me and Heath because I wanted to show off the Indochino suit, but instead I'm going to be like in jeans and a t-shirt. Uh, here's what, here's the deal. You got to buy yourself a custom suit. All right, gentlemen, you're you're old enough. You gotta look professional. You gotta look good. Get yourself a custom suit. Sometimes custom suits can be like a thousand dollars, eight hundred dollars, something like that. If you go to Indochino.com and enter the code FFT at checkout, you will get any premium suit for just three hundred and seventy-nine dollars. Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, and the code is FFT at checkout. Fifty percent off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit, and you get free shipping. So here's how it works. Well, you can look for a store. You can look for a store in Indochino. They do have some. Or you can just go online, pick your fabric, choose your customizations. You can choose every single detail of your suit, including the jacket lining, really cool, the monogram, the pleats, lapels, whatever. Um, submit your measurements, and in just a few weeks, you're getting your custom suit. I love my Indochino suit. I get great feedback on this from the listeners. Please take advantage of an amazing offer, Three seventy nine for any premium suit. 50% off, free shipping, Indochino.com slash FFT. Oh, no, sorry, Indochino.com and promo code FFT at the uh, at checkout. All right, uh, I got some schedule analysis. We're going to go through ADP. I just want to read a few quick emails. Oh, I didn't even realize this was about Sterling Shepard. I apologize. This is Joe from Dave. He's from the Forgotten Borough of New York City. Is that Staten Island? I think so. I think so. Dear Corey, Sean, Eric, and Minkus. Feels like Boy Meets World to me. I'm going to look that up. Can Sterling Shepard be this year's version of Adam Thielen? We all know Pat Shermer went from Minnesota to New York, and Shepard is mainly a slot receiver like Thielen was last year. Why can't Odell, Shep, and Ingram put up numbers like Diggs, Thielen, and Rudolph? Uh, I guess because Eli Manning is not Case Keenum. Oh, please. I don't love Eli Manning, but he could be Case Keenum. (laughs) <laughs> what? What's uh, so funny? I mean, just, just that, the, that sentence. Yeah, <laughs> it's the one one guy is a borderline Hall of Famer, and the other guy's yeah, a career yeah, well, If the, if the ju- they they could be, I I don't I don't see it happening. I I don't I don't think it'll op. They will operate the same way because while Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen are very good players, none of them are Odell Beckham. Yeah. You should also probably expect to see Shepard play the outside a little bit more this year. Uh, this You're not is, buying Cody Latimer? No. <laughs> this is from Marty. I did not draft a DST. Who are some of the top DSTs to stream in week one? Do we want to say it in unison? Sure. Why don't we each go around the table until we run out of DSTs that we'd like to start? You well, I think first. there's one clear one. If there's, it's the Detroit Football Alliance. Oh, no. I thought it would be the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens uh, are available. available. I think they get drafted. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. If the Ravens weren't drafted, they're by far the best. All right. Well, if you can find the Ravens, maybe look for the Jaguars. They, <laughs> oh, stop. They, or the Vikings. I would say the Falcons, if Foles is yeah. starting. Falcons, Lions, Cardinals, or were they drafted? I don't like defenses against Alex Smith because he doesn't throw interceptions. Well, in a different system, he didn't throw interceptions. That's true. How about the Titans at Miami? Yep. Yeah. They're yeah. in the mix for me, too. You know, the interesting one is the Steelers. 
like usually at Cleveland is the one you circle. And I think people are just going to be drafting the Steelers DST. But where do you have them ranked in week one or where will you have them ranked? I've got them at 11. They're pretty low for me. I'm, I'm believing in Cleveland's offense. Alrighty. Uh, so the Ravens, if they're available, otherwise, uh, with the Lions, the Titans, the, Pan- the, the Panthers, Falcons, maybe too. Panthers if, uh, Cowboys, with Frederick yeah. out, they're going to get after Dak. Yeah. Here's All a question. Right. What DST that was drafted are you afraid to start in week one? The Texans. Texans. There it is. The Texans. Uh, by the, the way, I, I don't love the Broncos this week either. I kind of like the Broncos. I do too. A lot. Broncos have <laughs> Seattle. I, Bron- uh, I think, uh, Texans, by the way, have the Patriots. I think the Lions might lose. I think I like I I don't I'm not gonna pick the Jets to win, but I feel that's the survivor pool pick that I think could destroy everyone. Just I was thinking the Lions, yeah, that's probably who I'm going to take. So I hope you're wrong. <laughs> it's the Ravens in the survivor pool. Yeah, against Buffalo. Yeah. 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 Then and we'll get to the survivor pool in a minute. Uh, last email for now, James from Old Hampshire in the UK. Dear Monarchs, Galaxy, Admirals, and Surge. Oh, I know what those are. You guys know. Are those arena football teams? No, but you're warm, Jamie. NFL Europe? Uh, NFL Europe. Nope. The World League of American Football. The WLAF. I have no idea what that is. They used to play uh, on the USA Network back in the day. Sacramento Surge. Uh, wow. London Monarch. Hold on. This is just showing up. big of a nerd I am. Uh, Frankfurt Galaxy. Do it in your and- nerd voice. <laughs> Amsterdam Admirals. All right. Um, also, it looks like those are uh, also teams in the Europe, European NFL Europe. Europe. Yeah, but they were in the WLAF first. How about <laughs> so that? Fight me. I was wrong. I was right. I mean, uh, which is weird. Uh, as per the subject, I personally won't believe it's the NFL season until I hear Adam say the B word. So here you go, Mr. Azer. Here is your opportunity to keep up the long-standing tradition and curse the Falcons and Eagles by officially christening it your week <laughs> one. Am I going to do it? No, it's too early for the B word. you got to stay tuned for that. That's going to be on Thursday next week. But you're damn right we're going to be B-wording it up, if that's okay to say, this year. So thank you for that. All right, hey, we talked about survivor pools. You want to get into the biggest survivor pool, the biggest free survivor pool ever? You can do that on FanDuel. And you want to go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, FanDuel.com slash FFT. They've got a $250,000 survivor contest, the biggest free survivor contest ever, as I mentioned. You pick one team to win each week. A lot of people are going to pick the Ravens. Cannot reuse, cannot reuse that team again for the rest of the season. So you don't want to pick the Patriots or somebody great in week one. Uh, locks before week one, get on it. Now, play your daily fantasy on FanDuel and join that contest at FanDuel.com slash FFT. I submitted my lineup yesterday. It's subject to change. It's going to have some bangles in it, though. I love Andy Dalton, and Joe Mixon could be a really good play. I mean, the Bills were, uh, excuse me, the Colts, uh, very good matchup for him. Yeah, and also Alex Collins could be a great play this week. The Bills so bad against running backs. But, you know, it's really fun. If you don't have any of these guys on your seasonal leagues, you can have anyone you want on your FanDuel team. And you'll get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit at FanDuel.com slash FFT. A $20 bonus. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Sign up right now, everybody. And if you're a current user, you're not going to get that bonus. You can still join our contest at FanDuel.com slash FFT. All right, so I took a look at the schedules last night. It was fun. I looked at just passing game and running game. I don't think we're going to put too much stock into this because it's a little unpredictable. We don't know how the defenses are going to perform. 
One example would be the Bengals were bad against running backs last year. They allowed uh, the set. They they saw the second most attempts per game, so it was really just a volume thing. It wasn't that they had a bad run defense. So that one seems kind of fluky. I don't think the Texans are going to be that bad this year. In fact, the Texans could have a really good defense this year. They added Tyron Matthew, Watt, and Clowney are healthy right now. So you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Anyway, take a look at my notes and tell me what you think, fellas. I think the Texans have a really nice schedule to start the year. At the Patriots, at the Titans, Giants, at the Colts, Dallas, Buffalo, at the Jaguars, and Miami. Only two of those top, uh, only two of those eight teams were even in the top 19 in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks, meaning among the 19 best. Most of them were in the bottom 12. Um, two points. Yeah. If I may make them. Yes. Number one, I'm, I'm always a little, um, skittish about judging defenses on 2017 numbers, previous year numbers, because these teams are, are they know what they did wrong. They're trying to rectify. All right. But yeah, I, I agree. But look at the schedule. I mean, I think. Well, that's the other thing. Like, would you like me to cross-reference your data with my data? Sure. Because I've, I've done a schedule breakdown for everybody for yes. this purpose. Uh, do the Texans, in your opinion, have a good start to the season? I think their first eight weeks look pretty good. I agree with you. And according to the analysis that I did, they've got a top-five schedule both against the run and the pass this the year. The only thing I don't like is three out of four games on the road, and I think the Titans will be better defensively. Yeah, I do too. I do too. But I don't think it's like a bad matchup or anything. Don't you feel like the Patriots defense and maybe the Patriots in general tend to get off to a little bit of a slow start in the first month of the season? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, every year. Uh The Bears, I think, have a pretty favorable schedule at Green Bay, at least in the passing game. At Green Bay, Seattle, which I, I don't expect them to have a good pass defense, Seattle. At Arizona, be interesting. Patrick Peters is not going to shadow people anymore. Uh, Tampa Bay, then a bye at Miami, New England, the Jets at Buffalo. I won't go through everything, but I think the Bears have a favorable schedule. I think the Broncos and the Chargers and the Dolphins, Dave. Bears, Broncos, Chargers, Dolphins seem to have good schedules to me, at least early schedules. The Dolphins ranked very well on the schedule. They've got the number four overall, and they have uh, nine top five against the pass, top ten against the run. So that could bode very well for Kenyon Drake catching passes since he'll do a lot of that and he'll get a lot of run as well. It bodes well for Kenny Stills. Uh Chicago and Denver did not fare quite as well. The Bears are kind of middle in the pack. Broncos I've got uh bottom third of the league in terms of schedule, except against the pass. Uh, I've got them 15th, so right in the middle, but still not great. Okay. Their first eight games are Seattle. I think that could be fine. Oakland could be great. At Baltimore without Jimmy Smith could be okay. Kansas City could be great. At the Jets could be great. Rams, no. At the Cardinals, not necessarily. And that at Kansas City. How about four of their first six games are at Mile High? Yeah, that's nice too. So that's a good start for them, but later on in the year, it does get a little ugly. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't really go that deep into like later because you just, you never know. We'll have to see. You never know, but they are at, at Oakland in week 16. That's never a bad thing. Uh, bad schedules. I think, uh, Tampa Bay looks like they've got a pretty rough start at New Orleans, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, at the Bears, and then a bye. Not great. Right? It's a good thing that Jameis is taking a three day, three yeah. game rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were, they ranked middle of the pack also. Uh, their worst run grade was 21st against the run. What do you have for Tennessee? Cause I, I see them having a pretty tough beginning. 
sort of an easier end of the schedule. But what do you have for the Titans? Again, this is the balance of the entire season. They finished top five uh, against the run and overall, and against the pass, they were 13th. So that's pretty good. But that's, again, the balance of the whole season. You're looking at what they've got overall. At Miami, we could debate that one. But then after that, it's Houston at Jacksonville and Philadelphia. Yeah, that's tough. Tough start for that's, That is a tough start. And um, it really doesn't get much easier. They're at Buffalo in week five. Hey, yes. That's great. Uh, Baltimore at home week six. And then they're playing the Chargers in London week seven before they're by. So that this is a team where the second half of the season is going to help them out more than the first. All right. We're going to have to keep that in mind. Maybe some buy lows on Tennessee. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at the Chargers, at the Steelers, 49ers at Denver. Uh, in his first four games, those are tough matchups, at least according to last year. They finished dead last in terms of scheduling. They've got the toughest schedule according to the research I did. Also the toughest against the pass. When you dead say last. against the pass, you mean for the passing game. Right. For Mahomes. I, I just barely snuck Patrick Mahomes in my top 24 quarterbacks this week. This week at the Chargers. Yeah, this isn't a great week to start Mahomes. No. Uh, and then Eli Manning, Jacksonville will be tough. At Dallas should be good. At Houston and New Orleans could be tough. And then, then at Carolina, then Philadelphia, at Atlanta. I mean, I think the Giants have a better second half schedule, but I, th- I think Manning could struggle early. So we should just leave him on the waiver wire. I, I have him in, a, I have him in two, two quarterback leagues and that's it. Yeah, you're, you're not going to have any confidence starting in week one against Jacksonville, but they did get a favorable pass schedule. They're, they are in the top 10 for passing. Bottom third and rush rush defenses that they'll face. Not that 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 doesn't bother me at all with Saquon. All right, uh, running schedule, rushing schedules. I'll try to go through this quicker. I like the first two weeks for the Jets at Detroit and home against Miami, but I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. Mentioned Alex Collins, good schedule. Denver, Seattle. Denver has Seattle, Oakland, at Baltimore, Kansas City, and at the Jets. Their first five games that felt favorable to me. Three of those first five. Because now they're getting Seattle at home. They're also getting them without K.J. Wright. Right. That's a good point. And uh, Cleveland could be okay for Carlos Hyde. Pittsburgh without Ryan Shazier was not was terrible against the run last year. Pittsburgh. But that doesn't – see, that doesn't mean that they're going to be terrible again this year. Like, it's something that they've addressed. Okay. At New Orleans? I don't know That's how we feel about that. not going to be easy. Then the Jets and then at the Raiders. Like, if the Raiders don't have Khalil Mack – who knows when that will be? They're going to be a terrible defense, right? And I'm not sure they're going to be great against the run with Mac. Well, who else do we? Okay, bad, bad matchups. Look, Sean McCoy at Baltimore, the Chargers, and at Minnesota in his first three games. He might get cut <laughs> by fantasy owners, not Bills. <laughs> Don't cut him. I wonder if he's a candidate to get traded at the deadline this year. If he's healthy, they're a playoff team that needs a running back. What, what, what's Buffalo going to do with him? They know he's old. They could get a pick for him. What is anybody giving up for a 30-year-old running back? If I need a running back to make a playoff run, I will give up a day three pick. Uh, two more real real quick here. Maybe running backs with bad schedules. I mentioned Jamal Williams. You guys think he'll be fine against the Bears. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's so involved in the passing game, but it, it does seem like he's got some tough matchups. The Cowboys, always good with Sean Lee. At Atlanta, Cincinnati. Then a bye, then the Giants. Any concerns about McCaffrey getting off to a slow start? No. No. If he gets 25 touches, it doesn't really matter who the yep. matchup is. Yep. 
Ezekiel Elliott at Carolina, home against the Giants. Would never even mention it if Travis Frederick were healthy. And they still have two of the best offensive linemen in the NFL on the on the left side of their on their on their line. Sorry. Uh, and then Devontae Freeman at Philadelphia, home against Carolina. You know he's he's involved in the passing game too. He scores touchdowns, but it's possible these guys get off to slow starts. Do not panic. Falcons actually have three in a row at home, weeks two through four. Carolina, New Orleans, Cincinnati. So it's not easy matchups for them. But it's nice that they won't have to travel after Thursday's game. And I want to say one thing about the Falcons. If there's one stadium I could go to, it would be Atlanta Stadium because they yeah. have the cheapest food, and that is terrific. So <laughs> Not because it's new and it's they've got that cool video board in the middle. I don't care about a video board. I care about food. That's why I go to games. I go to games to eat. So, I just can't get excited to go to games when I have NFL Game Pass. How are you not fat? Because <laughs> I never go anywhere. But if I do go somewhere, I go with the SeatGeek app, the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long. And if you're searching for a last-minute deal, if you're planning a night out, if you want to find a great gift for someone, I've actually used SeatGeek for all three of those things. Uh, every purchase on SeatGeek is fully guaranteed, and SeatGeek's going to help you find the best prices by searching multiple sites and grading every ticket based on value. I seriously love the SeatGeek app. It is the best. It has the best prices. It's all about competition. It's all about finding multiple sites and not doing it yourself, and SeatGeek will do that work for you and make sure you're getting great deals. You can save 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase, 20 bucks off with the promo code FFT. So you look for an event, you find your seats, you enter the promo code FFT, Knock $20 off that price for the first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And again, that promo code is FFT. All right, let's do some ADP review here uh, to finish off the show. And like I said, uh, we're not going to read emails today, but we have a mailbag that's going to air on Saturday that should be helpful for you. But we got to talk about average draft position. We're just going to go as far as we can for the next 20 minutes. Let's start at the top. We're just going to use a CBS ADP here. Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Brown. It's your first five picks. Gurley, Bell, Johnson, Elliott, Antonio Brown. Cool? Very much how it's going to be in every single draft. Unless I have the fourth pick. And you take Brown, and I still like don't think it's bad to take Ezekiel Elliott over David Johnson. Nope. I don't no, think so. it's a personal choice. Um but I, I'm this is how I have it ranked, and I, I think it's correct. Okay. I wonder what's going to happen if Le'Veon Bell does not report to the Steelers by, like, Tuesday. So if you're drafting Tuesday night or Wednesday? Right. Well, we'll talk just, about it on I, Tuesday. I wonder, we'll talk about it on Tuesday's show. I'm sorry, Dave. we got to get to go ahead. hundreds or over 100 ADP here. Um, it gets interesting after Brown at five. Saquon Barkley, six. Kamara, seven. And this is composite. This is every scoring format. Barkley, Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham. That's the rest of round one. Barkley, Kamara, Hunt, Fournette, Gordon, Hopkins, Beckham. Reaction? I take Hopkins over all those running backs. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly fine with this. Uh, I, I would move them up, Melvin Gordon up uh, about four or five spots, but otherwise, I think it's uh, it's pretty accurate. I mean. Once you once you get past their first four running backs, you're going to see a different order, I'm sure, in almost every draft of Barkley, Kamara, Hunt, Fournette, and Gordon. And then in PPR, you could throw McCaffrey in there. Yeah, in non-PPR, I think this order is almost the running back order is almost perfectly reversed. Uh, as in, you mm. go Gordon, Fournette, Gordon, Fournette, yeah, Hunt, that's, that's, Barkley, that's funny, Kamara. Yeah. 
Gotcha. I'd put Barkley up there, though. I really think he's got massive upside. Who do you guys like yeah, in PPR? I mean, for me, it's after Barkley. That's where I was going with. Uh, Barkley or Kamara in PPR? Barkley for me. Kamara. Kamara. All right. Round two in a 12-team league. Pick 13 is Dalvin Cook. Christian McCaffrey. Who do you like better now, Cook or McCaffrey? McCaffrey in both formats. I'll go Cook in both formats. Give me McCaffrey. Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman. It's possible some people are going to say, I can't believe I got Julio Jones in the second round when they take him like fourth overall next year. It's possible. Oh, absolutely. I I think Julio should be going ahead of a lot of these running backs. I don't know that Devontae Freeman should be going ahead of Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, A.J. Green, and Rob Gronkowski. He should not. And neither should Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers goes 17th, Freeman 16th. Um, then it's Thomas, then it's Keenan Allen, then it's Gronk, then it's Devontae Adams, A.J. Green. So that whole tier of, of wide receivers is gone there. Thomas, Allen, Adams, and Green. And then, yeah, look, he's overdrafted on uh, ESPN or Yahoo or wherever it was. He's overdrafted on CBS, too. LaShawn McCoy, 23rd in ADP. Uh, and then the 24th pick. And his ADP is actually 27th, but he's got the 24th highest overall ADP. So that's what I'm going to go by. Jarek McKinnon. Too early for McKinnon, right? Yes. This is a terrible three-pick stretch here at the turn. Yeah. What? So what? Is McCoy, McKinnon, and uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. And, and so we're gonna have to find out who's going late because a lot of guys are going early here. So if we don't like McCoy, McKinnon, and Brady, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, who do we like? We've got Kelsey, Jordan Howard, Joe Mixon as the next three off the board. So yes. there's there's three yes. in a row right yes. there. Uh, I would take all of those guys over the first three guys, but I, we still have not said the guy I think should be taken immediately after AJ Green. Oh, we're about to. Deshaun Watson, right? No, no. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, 29th. The quarterbacks are just going to go higher than than we ever intend them to, and that's yeah. But again, the 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 and I, I hate to complain against the place where I work, but uh, our ADP is a combination of everything, and it also factors in two quarterback leagues. I don't think that's complaining. No, it's not. It's it's fine, and it probably factors in auto drafts, and sometimes auto drafts just take the highest scoring projection, which would be a quarterback. But then again, we did a draft on the air on Wednesday, and Aaron Rodgers went like twentieth. He went number three at one point. Yeah. Then we backed that out. <laughs> uh, back to ADP. All right, so we like tyrant. We, tyrant. we like Kelsey Howard and Mixon ahead of McCoy, McKinnon, and Brady and Watson. Then we've got Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, and T.Y. Hilton in the third. There he round. is. T.Y. Yeah. Right, Heath. T.Y. Yeah, he's going 10 picks too low. He's going 31st. Um, 33rd player. Oh, 33rd. My bad. Yeah, but 36th overall. And 36th overall, yeah. Evans, Hill, Diggs, T.Y. Hilton. Right, so he's the 33rd player in ADP rankings, but the average draft position is actually 36th overall. I mean, if you can assure me that I'm getting my pick of Evans, Hill, Diggs, and Hilton— in the third round, like kind of late in the third round, it would make me feel a lot better about going running back, running back. Sure. You're not in any draft I'm in. But I, I think the reality is you might have a chance at getting Hill or Diggs in the early part of the third round at best. You're Once you get to, you know, the middle of round three, those guys should be gone. In our drafts, yes. In other drafts, I'm not sure. ADP... Because of the, because of the quarterbacks, because we never take quarterbacks early. But if anybody does, 
then things get interesting. And McCoy too. If people take McCoy, McCoy and a few quarterbacks, things get interesting. Um, all right. After, after Hilton, we got Alex Collins, Amari Cooper, and Kenyon Drake to finish off the top 36 picks. Alex Collins, Amari Cooper, and Kenyon Drake. Love this stretch. Right about where they're going to go. Yeah. I, I'm a little more bullish on Collins than ADP, but, and Drake, to be honest, just because I push up the running backs a little more than other people do. But if you're getting them at late round three, that's fantastic. Yeah, I like Collins and Drake, especially, like, I like Collins and Drake better than a few running backs that have already gone. Well, for the last time in this preseason, we're going to tell you about NFL Game Pass, and then we'll get back to average draft position. And it is a really awesome tool if you want to do some fantasy football research. And you can kick off the 2018 NFL season with a seven-day free trial of NFL Game Pass at NFL.com slash fantasy football today. NFL.com slash fantasy football today. The guy I really want to watch from yesterday that I didn't have a chance to see is Lamar Jackson. Because I know the numbers were good. But I want to know what kind of passes he was completing. He really looked like a guy that just could not throw the football. And it's impactful. It's important in dynasty leagues. This is, this is a, a major, major upside play in dynasty leagues. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback, not going to be relevant this year, but I want to see it. So I'm going to go on NFL game pass and I'm going to play the condensed mode. I'm going to watch every single Lamar Jackson's play and it's going to take me like three minutes. It's going to be awesome. And you can just breeze through football like that. So get yourself on NFL.com slash fantasy football today and get a seven day free trial. You can just try it for free. Seven day free trial of NFL game pass again, NFL.com slash fantasy football today. Okay. Let's take a look now at round four. After Kenyon Drake, Zach Ertz, Adam Thielen, and then one of the biggest risers, Royce Freeman, then Doug Baldwin, Lamar Miller, and Derrick Henry. If we just look at the running backs there, Royce Freeman going ahead of Lamar Miller and Derrick Henry. What do you think? I'm fine with it. I think it's a, it, you know, you're you're buying into upside, and if you just watch what they've done in the preseason and what. Look, there, there still has to be some things that work out for Royce Freeman because of uh, the Broncos being stupid and putting Devontae Booker on the field. But uh, eventually, Talent's going to win out here, and he's going to be their best running back and dominate touches. It feels like there's a lot of recency bias in this, though, because Derrick Henry didn't have an outstanding preseason, didn't have a bunch of highlights. Freeman had a highlight in every single game. Yeah, well, what would you do? I'd rather have Miller. I, I've got Henry... Freeman Miller, if I'm ranking those three guys. Yeah, I go Freeman Henry Miller. I'd go But I like all three. Miller, Freeman, Henry. <laughs> Miller, I mean so Miller all over the place. is not someone that I was used to drafting early in the fourth round. Like he was no. like a fifth round pick for At a while. At one point he was on my bus list, Adam, but then he came to camp looking good. He lost some weight. He thought he lost a lot of weight. He lost Devon, the uh, Devontae Foreman. <laughs> That's right. That's the other thing that happened is that Foreman wasn't ready, and I don't think he's gonna be ready to start the season. And he's going to be a primary back in Houston. Alfred Blue might take some work away from him, but short of that, he's going to be in a lot of down and distance situations. Yeah. Oh, I I drafted Lamar Miller a lot this summer in the fifth and sixth round, and I'm still happy taking him in the fourth, late fourth though, right? You're not. I'll take him in the late fourth. Yeah, you would. Yeah. All right. Doug Baldwin's I've... ADP is forty third. Yeah. Too high, too low, just right. It's fine. I, I'm fine with that. I've got him. I've got him 34th in my non-PPR, and it makes yeah, me no, a little nervous. I think nervous. That's, that's the right spot for him. Is 34? in the mid-30s, yeah. Okay. I'm getting a little nervous about him now that he said his knee's never going to be 100%. 
Yeah, I don't blame you. All right, then we have Jarvis Landry, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, whatever. Jarvis Landry, Wilson, Brees. <laughs> whatever, Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think it's a little early to put Russell Wilson in the Hall of Fame, Jamie. Uh, he'll get there. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, let me read it again. Sorry, got sidetracked. Landry, Wilson, Brees, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jay Ajayi. Now, we talked about Ajayi during the running back preview. His ADP was close to 40. Now it's closer to the end of round four. Now, uh, now it's closer to uh, 48 or so. Uh, is where is that okay for Ajayi? He's the, oh, no. crap, I need a running back pick. Nah, he's not that. He's too soon. Too soon. I wouldn't take him this early. A non-PPR wouldn't take him close to this early in PPR. I agree. Golden Tate rounds out round four. Uh, too just, soon in any format, but better in PPR. Oh, you think he's too soon in PPR? At the end of round four, yes. That's close to where I have him in PPR, but this is a mixture, and so this is too soon. I mean, I'm guessing there's about 20 wide receivers off the board at that point. He's probably going to be top 20 in PPR. He's 90 catches every year. That doesn't mean you have to take him in round four. You have to take all top 20 receivers in the first four rounds. Well, it really comes down to how you feel about his teammate, Marvin Jones, and then you've also got in this mix Brandon Cooks, Chris Hogan, Juju. A lot of guys are going to take Hogan and Juju ahead of Golden Tate, even in PPR. I feel like Tate's safer. Tate's better point. in PPR than those guys, but Hogan in, in non-PPR should be better. My problem is sure. that like Demarius Thomas is going a pick after him. Yeah, it's crazy. I'd much rather have him in either format. Absolutely. Demarius Thomas, Jimmy Graham. Oh, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald going in the fifties, you know. Steel. That's, that's very good value. Yeah. I mean, in PPR, he's, I don't know about in non-PPR. PPR, it's a steal. What about in non-PPR? Is that a steal for Fitzgerald, the fifties? I'd say so. It's still a good value. It's, it's, it's still a little late. And then the guy who is definitely going too early, unless Devontae Freeman gets hurt, in which he's going like three rounds too late, Tevin Coleman, 52nd overall. In, th- this is one of ours that is dumb. You know, when people talk about abusing our default rankings, this is a terrible one because his projections are way too high. Yeah. Way too high. You know well, the upside, but you can't take Coleman 52nd overall. There are no. like seven or eight running backs that I'd rather have, and some of them aren't going for another three rounds. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's what you said, Adam. You're drafting him with the expectation that Devontae Freeman is missing a significant chunk of the season. Right? Well, but we also know that Freeman had a lot of games last season with 12 touches. And but that, those are still 12 touches that aren't going to Coleman. Well, but there's still going to be more touches that would go to Coleman. It could be still closer to, it could be closer to but 12. But he's still too early, right, Dave? Without, you know he's too yeah, early. Yeah, 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 I'm just, I'm just making the case. I get you. All right, just to speed it along. Josh Gordon, Cam Newton, Brandon Cooks, uh, Mark Ingram, Marvin Jones. Let's just take a look at that. Gordon, Cam, Cooks, Ingram, and Jones. And we will not comment on any quarterbacks, just because, you know, same thing every time. But I Gor- got Cam for Gordon- a buck in an auction yesterday. Yeah, I heard. Gordon Ruined Cooks. Your team. It, it <laughs> what did Carson Wentz go for in that auction? Oh, he went for zero. He wasn't even nominated. That's, that, that's crazy. They, uh, I think 12 you, teams. I think you had left already, Dave. So when I was looking through it, um, Chris said there were 16 quarterbacks that were uh, bought, I guess. How would you uh, bid on? Yes. Uh, 16 quarterbacks that were bid on, and he was not one of them. Uh, one that stood out to me was Derek Carr. That overwent. Yeah, it's absurd. I think you know that was one of those. Uh, I'll I'll bid early on a backup quarterback. I think was the owners. I just remember being skewered for having him as a one dollar auction value. Yeah, I'm just gonna tell everybody out there, everybody in the world, 
the, the word idiot moron has started to sort of trend on this podcast. If you, if, if Carson Wentz goes undrafted in anything more than a 14 round league, you're an idiot moron for not taking him. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if you're going to take a backup quarterback, he's, he's, so we're all three idiot morons. One yes. of the, the best, well, I wasn't taking a backup quarterback. I wasn't either. You're an idiot moron for not taking Carson Wentz. I don't care if you but have with, four but, quarterbacks but on your there's team. There's no reason to carry two quarterbacks on your bench when a bench is shallow. Unless, guys like Carson, guys like Carson Wentz are available on the waiver wire. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. I think almost every rookie wide receiver except Michael Gallup was, is available. Alright, well, so it's a shallower league then. Yeah. Alright, well, that's fine. Bad commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. Let's, uh, let's focus here, guys. Josh Gordon, Brandon Cooks, Mark Ingram, Marvin Jones. What's the best value there in, in round five? Gordon. Gordon or Ingram? Trust Gordon. What is that? Isn't there, isn't that the jingle for the Gordon Fisherman? Uh, no idea. Know. Someone out there knows. And then we have Greg Olson, then we have Chris Hogan and Evan Ingram to round out. This is a tight end round. Jimmy Graham, Greg Olson, and Evan Ingram all came off the board in this round. I, I, yeah. I will say that like, in PPR, if I, Olson's the best value of these three. Look, I'm not the the flag waver for Chris Hogan, but that's the guy at this point. I'm the flag waver for Chris Hogan, and and that's a steal. Michael Crabtree kicks off round six. We're at pick 61. Carry on Johnson, 62. How do you think? Good, bad, ugly. Carry on. He's gone up four spots. Um, Yeah. Why? I I'm I'm excited, but I'm a lot more nervous and worried about him than I am Royce Freeman. There's no chance you can start him week one. It's right back to where I was with him before the preseason started. Un- unless we get a big cut on yes, Friday. But it's sure. not Amir Abdullah. Like, <laughs> that's not the big cut, if you ask me. It's got to be Blunt or Riddick. One They're of not those cutting guys. Riddick. So no. it's either I don't think so. All right, 62 overall for Carrion Johnson. Yes or no? Too soon. Too, Too soon. soon. Roethlisberger, Allen Robinson. I know Dave would love that value in the 60s. Yes. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch or Carrion Johnson? Lynch. Uh, I think he said it best uh, maybe a week ago. It depends what your team needs. If you need a starter for this week, you're taking Marshawn Lynch. If you need somebody that's going to help you over 13-game fantasy season, you're taking Carrion Johnson. Andrew Luck, the Jaguars DST, preposterous Carson Wentz. Don't worry, he's falling. He's down 13 spots. Carlos Hyde moving way up. Uh, I'm assuming he's underdrafted here at 68th. Extremely. He's uh, not going to go there in your drafts this weekend. He's going to go closer to the end of round four, beginning of round five. I, I did get him in a non-CBS draft that was a uh, pretty sharp draft, I believe, late fifth. So, hey. Okay. Carlos Hyde, so close to 60th overall, a little before. Dion Lewis. Um, yeah, Dion Lewis, 70th. What do you think? It's fine, PPR. I would take him earlier than this in PPR. But I think this is fine in non-PPR. I'm just not drafting him. Kyle Rudolph and Marquise Goodwin. I don't know where Marquise Goodwin settles in. I, I think it's earlier than 72nd. This, I don't this, think this, so. This is probably about right. I mean, you know, there are people who probably believe, like Dave does, that he's good but not great. And there are probably people that are like Keith and I, where we think he's going to have a career season and, you know, put up a, a lot of good numbers. I hate him in week one. I don't think he's gone in the fifth round in very many drafts other than our staff drafts. I saw him go in round three of a draft this week, and I saw him in our keeper league. I believe he went in either late fifth or late sixth, one or the other. I'm sorry. I don't know. But not uh, right closer you to the You know what ADP. he went for in the auction? 
How, no. What did he go for? I don't know. I'm asking. I can look it up. Uh, Marquise Goodwin. Okay. He uh, was popular. Next I round. That. Round eight. Round eight. Kirk Cousins. Corey Davis. Just this is round seven. Thank you. Round seven. I don't know what to think of Corey Davis. Um, Kirk Cousins, he's, Corey he's Davis. A high, he's a high upside number three receiver. Okay. Thank you. Now I don't think of him. Jamal Williams, Delaney Steel. Walker. Yeah, this is this. Yeah, but he's up 13 picks, so he's going to keep climbing. I don't think you're getting Jamal Williams. While, while we're, while we're looking at this, so I did the Fantasy Pros podcast where they were comparing my rankings to the ECR, which is the, you know, the, the average of, of what all the players are ranked mm-hmm. from other fantasy analysts. And they were surprised that I had Jamal Williams as high as I did. And after I made the case for him, uh, and got some, some tweets from people. Oh wow, I didn't think about this. Like, he's, he's starting for two games. He could be the guy for the season. And to judge him based on his numbers last year, like his fantasy production was great, but you know, people get so excited about what Aaron Jones did. He played with Rodgers. Jamal Williams not played with Rodgers. That's a, such a huge factor. But what about Ty Montgomery? Does Ty Montgomery take away the passing game stuff from I mean, Montgomery's gonna play, but I, I think the, the, the only chance that Montgomery takes Williams off the field for stretches is if they're trailing. And they're in much more of a hurry up situation. And need somebody just specifically for only passing down stuff. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, like Theo Riddick, like Duke Johnson, Chris Thompson. You know, that's where Montgomery's gonna that's have an edge, he but he's year? a, he's a poor man's guy there. Okay. Who went for more in our $100 budget half point PPR auction? Jamal Williams or Marquise Goodwin? Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams by one dollar. That's my guess. Jamie says Jamal Williams. Heath, do you have a guess? Well, I'm gonna, I mean, the only benefit here is to guess Marquise Goodwin. <laughs> you are all half right. They both went for six. Jamal Williams only went for six. Jamal Williams only went for six. Wow, that's a steal. All right. After Jamal Williams, Delaney Walker, Rex Burkhead. I mean, I seventy seventh. How do you not take Rex Burkhead there? Love yeah, it. that's good value. Yeah, I mean, he's he's only been falling because of the the knee situation, and because he plays for the Patriots. And there are just some people that swear off Patriots running backs; they don't want to deal. I get that. Trey Burton, Robert Trey Woods, Bob. Jimmy Garoppolo, Julian Edelman, uh, Pierre. It's funny Hosson. that his ADP is rising. Uh, yeah, up four up four spots. Edelman's about 80th overall now. Uh, Robert Woods, Julian Elbin, Pierre Garcon, Cooper Cup, Emmanuel Sanders, all wide receivers taken in round seven, late round seven. Woods, Edelman, Garcon, Cup, and Sanders. I like Cup and Edelman the best in PPR. Oh, what about Sanders? Sanders? You're the Sanders guy. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I've got Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, Sanders is my favorite of this group. I'm not particularly excited about this group of wide receivers. There are guys that haven't been mentioned yet that I'd rather have. I feel like these are the receivers that you can – Settle for slash anticipate in that round six to seven range and be okay with it. As what? As like a number three? Maybe even a number two if you really got away from receiver in the first five, six picks. In non-PPR, I'd rather have Kenny Stills than any of these four. Yeah, I agree. Not me. I'll, I'll take Sanders. All righty. Guys, uh, that's going to do it for today's show. We've got a mailbag that we're recording this afternoon on Friday and airing go on by. Saturday. Jamie is out of here. Uh, make sure you listen to Ion Fantasy Football on Saturday night. Everybody have an awesome Labor Day weekend. We can't wait to uh, talk to you for the telethon. There will not be a podcast on Monday. We'll be podcasting on Tuesday. So for Dave, Jamie, and Heath, I'm Adam. Bye. Nah.